are listening to the Connections Through Creativity podcast. Here, we dive in deep into personal growth, creativity, inclusion, education, mental health, entrepreneurship, connection, community, and how we can make a positive impact. I'm your host, Rebecca Jane, founder of Rebecca Jane Art, a community director creating and helping others create radical change in their community with a love of living a creative life through joy, growth, and making a positive impact in the world. Art is the catalyst for creating connections. Everyone is an artist and everyone deserves a safe place to feel and be creative, included and heard. When we create connections through creativity, we are opening an inclusive environment to improve mental health, education, creativity in our community. If you would like to become a certified Rebecca Jane Art Inclusive Community Art Instructor to make a radical impact in your community, please visit RebeccaJaneArt.ca. Are you ready? Let's get creative. Welcome everyone to another episode of Connections Through Creativity. So I just wanted to give a quick update on my course before we jump into today's episode. Uh, I'm working behind the scenes here on the course content creation, which will be launching this fall 2020. And in the meantime, I have a free Unleash Your Art workbook available on my website and you can apply to join the course now, which means that you'll be the first to be sent the course. So in the course, you'll get all the information that you need to become an inclusive community art instructor and start your own inclusive community art classes for your community. In the course, we'll go over everything from working on personal development, unleashing your art, how, who, and why to serve in your community, and how to connect through art, how and what to teach, and I take care of all the business things by providing links, websites, and social media templates so you have more time to focus on your community. If you can't wait to get started and you want to get started on the pre-launch, I'm looking for two Canadians to start working with me one-on-one, plus you get the course. In September 2020, it will never happen again, and it's just at a fraction of the cost of the course, which is, like, a fantastic deal, because you're getting, like, way more, like, you're getting me, which is, you know, pretty cool. Um, (laughs) If you're interested, please reach out. I can't wait to hear from you, and so you can start making a radical impact in your community, too. All right, so let's get started on today's episode. Um, Today we're talking about symbolic versus realistic drawing. Children have both types of drawing and both symbolic and realistic drawing should be celebrated and encouraged. We need to understand the difference because they're both very crucial to our development and serve two very different purposes and misinterpreting them can have a devastating effect on our creative processes. So what's the difference? So glad you asked. So symbolic drawing is when children draw with a story. They're learning language, storytelling, relationships. They're unconcerned about with the mark the with the marks that they made on the paper. So you should be as well. This isn't about what the picture looks like. 
This could look like feelings and emotions, storytelling, developmental language, interpreting a memory or understanding relationships, situations or events, or even just drawing something from memory. Art therapy would fall into this category because they use symbolic drawing as a tool for therapeutic purposes. They're unconcerned about the actual art and learning about art, they're using it as a tool. Whereas realistic drawing is art that anyone can learn. This is you seeing the world in various shapes and symbols. You are able to relay it onto paper. This is art for art's sake. Art with purpose of creating art. Learning and shape. Color. This could look like uh, learning shapes, learning color and theory, learning education through art, observational drawing, drawing something that you've studied, drawing through steps, drawing to look real or with the purpose of artwork in mind. This is like art class. Both artwork looks different in different age groups, uh, but children as young as the second they pick up a pencil with a purpose, all the way up to teens will create this way. And honestly, I would argue that it never ends. I mean, I still use symbolic art for therapeutic purposes as an adult. When children are very young, their realistic drawing and symbolic drawing can look identical because they haven't developed the fine motor skills yet to make realistic drawings. As we age, our art could look very different. A 10-year-old who is well-practiced in realistic drawing could look like they regressed by drawing a stick figure or something less than their best work. Not because they're inadequate or lazy, but because the art serves a different purpose. I'll give some examples of symbolic drawing versus realistic drawing now, um, and I'll add some of the pictures of the artwork I mentioned in the show notes. So feel free to go and check that out after. I had a client who has classical autism who uses art as a tool for self-soothing and emotional regulation. She draws emotions, relationships, and social situations to understand the world around her. She uses it to self-regulate for emotional processing in her surroundings. This is symbolic art. The purpose behind it is not to create art or learn art, but the purpose is to understand the world and herself. I don't know if you just heard my kitty, but she's meowing beside me. Um, Her artwork that we would do together with purpose would involve a different part of her brain. Like this, this is for anybody, not just, not just her, but you can see the difference when in her process, it was very soothing in a different sense. It was art for art's sake. Symbolic drawing um, could look like stick figures or just marks or colors on a page but the child could interpret it as a whole story or emotions. So another a particular time in one of my classes, I decided to try the difference of symbolic art and realistic art in my classroom, which, by the way, would make a great art class, um, which I'll give an example of in a minute. Uh, so this class was for preschoolers ages 2 to 6, and my experiment <laughs> was for the 2-year-olds specifically, one of which was my son Cooper. So I told the two-year-olds to draw a picture of a snowman, and both of them drew scribbles all over the page. It's developmentally normal for two-year-olds to just draw circles and lines mostly, uh, which is exactly what they did. It was beautiful artwork, black paper with um, bright, colorful pastels, oil pastels. So it was beautiful. Uh, But you'd have to ask them 
what it was to know what it was, right? So then I said, okay, let's do this together. And I took them through the steps of drawing a snowman and creating the artwork and the steps and learning. The same class, they were able to draw a recognizable snowman. So as I mentioned, if you were um, to do this in your own art class and you wanted to see it, uh, I'd suggest doing it as a self-portrait. This could be like a whole lesson plan. So where you ask the children uh, to draw without any guidance a picture of themselves. Then give them the tools after to behind it to create the artwork and then you'll see that they look vastly different. Uh, you can do this in either order for like get them to draw it by themselves without it without the tools or before it doesn't matter. Um, you can even do it different days if you have that. Um, and you'll see the difference, not because they don't know how to create a face or because they don't want to, uh, but because the art that they make on their own will likely be more symbolic rather than realistic. This is especially great for ages or grades three to five because we often, as a society, haven't quite discouraged the symbolic drawing just yet, and they have uh, developed those fine motor skills uh, quite a bit more than younger kids so it's that kind of sweet age to try it out uh but it's great for any age i mean i did it with my two-year-olds right so you can do it with any age adults too um you'll see the difference and encourage and praise both of them so realistic drawing does not always look realistic it could be more realistic uh it just just think of it as art for art's sake because we know that not all great artwork looks realistic right uh, in the classroom, we are here to learn about and develop our art skills. However, there's a place for symbolic art in, in our classroom. I have used symbolic art in my mental health art class where we drew a brain, but inside we drew the functions of the brain. Uh, in each section, they were more symbolic in mindset. So when we have free draw, symbolic art is usually what is made which is also why it's important to understand the difference. Maybe in your art class, you can have the have a choice. Maybe they have the free draw, which usually ends up symbolic, or it could it could be realistic. That's you know, maybe they they'll do whatever they want, um, or you could copy from a book. So in that sense, it would be more realistic. We need to understand the difference in the classroom and for our children because we need to normalize and encourage both not just at a young age either but going forward like i said i don't i don't think this ever really ends um definitely hasn't for me but um i think if you looked it up it would probably be ending at uh in in teens early teens um but I think we should be encouraged for everybody. <laughs> um, oftentimes, if we look back at our own childhood, then we can think of a pivotal moment when we were so proud to show off a piece of artwork that we made and an adult in our life misinterpreted our purpose behind the artwork. And then we were disappointed and that often leads to beliefs like, I'm not creative, I'm not an artist, I can't draw, whatever that was. And then it dampens our understanding of our art process uh, and our allowance for ourselves in our art process. So a great way 
to do this is to encourage your students and your children to tell the story about their artwork. So ask some questions, open-ended questions, so that we aren't assuming anything about their art. They have the freedom to explain. They have the freedom to tell us what's going on in the artwork so that we can praise all of the art that they make teach emotions and self-regulations through art, normalize the process so that we understand that learning is lineal. We see the benefits of both various art forms. And if we do this, then we are encouraging the vast amount of our creative process that gives us the allowance that we need in our creativity. joining me today. If you would like to become a certified inclusive community art instructor to make a radical impact in your community, please visit rebeccajaneart.ca. All of the links from this episode are in the show notes. If you love this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on everything at Rebecca Jane Art. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, happy creating. <laughs>